Hi, this is Ricardo, pastor of Journey Church Ventura. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our podcast. Hope you're having a great week. We hope it's life-giving and life-changing. Take care. There is not a loser in this room. There is a winner in every single individual. There is not a single person that doesn't have a purpose, that doesn't have a plan, that doesn't have something that God has set in your heart to do. And we have to embrace that thought. But don't believe for a minute that it comes easy. Don't believe for a minute that the character that we need to succeed, the character that we need to grow, the character that we need to make progress in our lives doesn't come easy. It comes with a battle. It comes with a determination. It comes with a a bulldog tenacity. It comes with this, this willingness to say, I'll do whatever it takes to get where God wants me to be. And I'll allow God to take me through whatever it takes to become more like him. And that's what this is all about. That's what this whole series is all about. That's what we are talking about is next level life. Next level people who live at the next level go through stuff and they face adversity like it was a welcome piece of their life. Instead of going, I want to avoid adversity, they embrace it and hold on to it and let it make them stronger and more powerful in their lives. And that is not just what successful people do. That's what people who live by the Bible experience. I believe that this morning what God wants to do is, is give us this oomph, this strength, this encouragement to go, all right, I'm going to embrace this pain. I'm not going to just try and avoid it or get out of it or continue to pray that God would just take it away. But I'm going to embrace it and let him make me into something that is strong and powerful instead of an avoider or a quitter. I know that's strong language. I know that was a strong beginning. But I believe with all my heart that what what God wants in this church, in us as individuals, in our workplaces, in our homes, in wherever we are, is a determination to not quit but continue. I believe that. The big thought for this entire series has been living at the next level of life and faith means we must be willing to do whatever we've never done before. It requires the right choices, the right relationships, the right convictions, the right character, competence, and consistency and commitment. Without these, we will remain or decline to to a level of complacency. It's unacceptable, isn't it? We don't want to decline. We don't want to fall back. We don't want to stay stagnant. We want to continue to move forward. Amen? Amen. Amen. Good. The big question is, how do we rise to another level of faith and life? How do we get there? We've talked about having the right choices. We, we, we understood that when Joshua said, ask for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We had, he, he chose to say, regardless of what everybody else chooses, I choose to serve the Lord. And then he created, and the, and the Israelites said, yeah, we're all in. And he created a covenant rock. And hopefully you still have your covenant rock. Mine's in my car. And that covenant rock reminds us of, of that covenant that we made to choose to serve the Lord. We talked, about, we talked about, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Comfort friends versus healthy friends. 
Comfort food versus healthy food. Comfort friends versus uh, healthy friends. Last week we talked about conviction. The next level people say no more than they say yes. They They have to do. Have to do. Something that they've been called to. Whatever that is. And we as a church have to reach this community for Christ. We have to become witnesses and people that share the love of Jesus because it's selfish to share what we know and what we've experienced. And I believe that what we've experienced is an opportunity to go and express that same love that we've experienced to this world. And so today I want to simply ask you a simple question. What comes out of you when you're squeezed on? When you get squeezed, what comes out? All right, so I need two, I need volunteers, two on each side of the volunteer. So you're going to be a pair. We're going to play Family Feud real quick. All right, two people. I need four people. Who wants to play Family Feud? All right, we got two over here. Who else? Two more. Come on, you can do it. You guys right here. Come on up. All right, come on up. Come on up on stage. Okay. You guys stand on each side of this. Uh, one of you stand on each side. of. One of you will be first. Greg, why don't you come first? And Linda, you can come first. And, and uh, so um, <clears throat> this family feud. So all you need to do is slap, okay? Don't slap each other. That is not good in church, all right? Um, And so we're going to play Family Feud. And the question, so 100 people have been surveyed. The five top answers are on the board, okay? And uh, so the question is this. What things do we squeeze things out of? Oranges. Oranges. All right. Oranges, that's right. That's uh, the third answer, okay? So you have a chance to get higher than that if you want. Go ahead and guess. Oh. What things? Uh, toothpaste. Toothpaste, all right. That's the number one answer. So you guys, you guys can choose to, you can choose to play or you can let these guys play. So there's five answers. We have two more, to, three more to get. So yeah, so you guys get to play. All right. Do you want to play or do you want to pass it to these guys? Oh, well, do I have to do it or can I get no, her you, to No, both of you will do it. <laughs> I want to not let her have a turn. Well, she'll have a turn. Oh, okay. Yeah. Have you never watched? Have you never watched Family Feud? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Jesus. okay. I'm going to choose for you. You're going to play. All right. So they're going to play. All right. Now you guys just listen carefully. All right. And don't look at my answers. All right. Okay. Donna. Top five answers are on the board. Mm-hmm. All right. Have we got an X? You, wow. Whoa. There shouldn't be an X yet. Okay. Yet. What things do we squeeze things out of? Emotions. Emotions. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, uh, sorry. All right. So that's one X. You have three to go. Okay. Linda, it's your turn. What things do we... Well, I'm sorry? Linda. Linda. Linda? I know where's Linda. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. I didn't, yeah. know I didn't know she had an alias. Yeah. Okay. okay right. 
All right. For whatever reasons we do that. Okay. All right. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. All right. Linda slash Ashley. All right. What things do we squeeze things out of? Thoughts. Thoughts. Okay. All right. We have two strikes against you. Now, Donna, this is it right here. This is your uh, opportunity for a third striker. Continue to move on. What things do we squeeze things out of? Shampoo. Shampoo. Uh, okay. Three strikes. Okay, you guys have a chance to win the game right here. Are you ready? Okay, I'll ask the question one more time. What things do we squeeze things out of? Ketchup. Ketchup. Yes. That is the number four answer. And you guys win the game. Good job. All right. Thank you so much for playing. Very good job. Oh, what great sportsmanship. You guys are amazing. All right. Thank you for playing. That was very fun. All right. The answers were toothpaste was the number one answer. Lemons was the number two answer. Oranges and ketchup we got. And then the fifth answer was a tie uh, between mustard and pimples. And so, <laughs> we'll leave that one alone, okay? So, what comes out of us when we're squeezed? What comes out of us when we are squeezed by the pressure of life, when we experience, um, what are the expectations that you have of you when you're squeezed by the pressure? You see, what, what really happens is character is developed and then what is inside, no matter what kind of character that is, good or bad, when we are squeezed, that's when it shows up. That's when, when the pressure's on, that's when the character or depth of our lives shows up or the shallowness of our life. And so, um, have you ever experienced that, time, that moment when uh, you're going through something and, and all of a sudden what comes out of your mouth or comes out of your experience is like a profound thing. And you're like, whoa, where'd that come from? That comes from often the experience or the pressure that you've experienced before and now you're able to express that thing because you've already been, it's already been pressed into your heart. It's already been placed in there and strengthened and become a part of who you are. And so what comes out is like, whoa, that was profound, when in all reality it was the previous development of pain or anguish or experience that you've gone through that now you are sharing with someone else. And so it's a really cool experience. And what happens is, is that when people embrace their pain, they become stronger. When people avoid their pain, they become weaker. And when people embrace that pain, they get the wisdom, the strength, the ability to continue to not only experience more and become stronger, but you become an influence as well. And so it's really powerful to understand that next level people embrace pain. Next level people have an attitude about suffering and challenge that determines the kind of character that shapes their lives. Next level people have an attitude about suffering and challenge that determines the kind of character that shapes their lives. If you experience people that live on a high level of success, 
Some of, I'm not talking about people that inherited money or inherited something. These are people that have climbed up the ladder of success. Most of those people have embraced or had an attitude towards failure and challenge that said, I will learn from that. I will not lose from that. It's, it's incredibly important that we understand that every failure or every stumble is a learning experience, not a losing experience. Us guys have a real problem, men, because we've been taught to look at the losses, not the wins. We've been t- taught to look at how many losses we have during a day instead of how many wins we have a day. I, I encourage guys all the time, don't stop just counting your losses. Learn from your losses. But if you'll count your wins on how many good choices you make in a day, it's very likely you've made more good choices than bad ones. But we focus on the bad. People learn to look at the right things and embrace the right things the right way. And so the power of this is simply this, is that people at the next level who have this attitude have language like this. And we've heard this, this one statement before, no pain, no gain. Right? No pain, no gain. Now that doesn't mean you go and you beat yourself with rocks or whatever and you think you're making yourself stronger or smarter. That's not it. But there's pain in the discipline of gaining. It's one of the things that I've, I've learned um, that I know about exercise, but I'm not embracing it, really, is um, that there is a gain to be had when you experience pain in exercise. And I like to exercise uh, once a year. And um, it's, a, it's a habit of mine. It's a regular thing. I'm in a, I'm in a really good rhythm. <laughs> once a year I exercise, and I can say that I uh, have it as part of my rhythm of life. <clears throat> No, I'm just kidding. They have language like push through. You got to push through the pain. You got to push through that, that wall that you hit. Um, runners have this wall that they hit. And as soon as they hit that wall, if they can push through that, then they get into the next level of rhythm where they, they can finish the race. They have no quit. That's a great saying. It, it, it'll pay off. In, Embrace the pain right now. We don't try, we train. This is a culture language that I'd love to create here. We don't try things, we train. We're always training to make ourselves stronger. We're always, we're learning how to make ourselves stronger. We're not just trying things, we're training. We're in training. And sometimes we train and we learn what doesn't work. And then we learn what does work. We're trying. We're training, not trying. There's a passage of scripture in Romans that talks about the, the, the development of character. And I want to go through this passage very briefly. <clears throat> it says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I love that statement all by itself. We could just land there but not talk about the, the development of our character. But therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I love that peace that we have. Through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. So we have access to God, which is a beautiful thing. And then it says, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. We boast. We get excited about the glory of God. And the glory of God is the splendor of who he is, the majestic nature of who he is. In these 40 days of prayer and fasting, we're going to focus on 10 days where we praise God. 
We just simply, we don't do anything but praise God for 10 days. And we're going we're gonna to look at the nature and the, the majestic nature of God. And we're going to get excited about that. And we're going to let it ingrain into our hearts during this time of prayer and fasting. Because I believe that the more we get in touch with who he is, we can experience what he can do in our lives. And so this next 10 days will be amazing to see the glory of God. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. The more you understand who God is, the more hope you can have in this world. Not in, not in, in, in this world, but as we inhabit this world, we can be a beacon of hope. And so it goes on in verse 3. It says, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. We're going to land here for just a few moments. Not only so, but we glory. This is a different kind of glory. This glory is we get loud. The previous glory was the splendor of God. But this glory is we, we get loud, we boast. We're, we're like, woohoo! Okay. That's one way of getting loud. There's other obnoxious ways of doing that. Maybe that was obnoxious. But we also get loud in our sufferings. We, we embrace them. We get excited about them in the suffering. Not outside of the suffering. Not we go, oh, we're out of the suffering. Yay, we're out. That's not what this is talking about. And I know we, none of us want to suffer. And none of us are going to go, I want to suffer. Help me suffer. You know, get, cause me problems. All those, we don't want that. I get that. But God's going to allow it. Why? Because he wants to bring strength of character in our lives. The depth of the ability to live a righteous life only comes when it's forged in the fire. I like what one author said, the blessing is in the breaking. The blessing is in the breaking. When we embrace, it says, but we also get loud in our sufferings. We get loud in the fact that, God, you are doing something great. Oh, I don't like this pain. And I'm curling those 10 pounds and bringing it. Whoa. Maybe a little more than 10. We get loud. Hear those grunts in the gym? That's getting loud when we're pushing that weight up. And when the suffering happens, we're getting loud and saying, God, God, thank you for bringing that pain to my life so that I can be more like you. That's so hard. To embrace. I get it. I understand it. None of us want that pressure. None of us want that, that hurt. None of us want that pain. But we glory because, what has, but because they have happened to us. We glory because suffering has been brought our way so that we can shine the power and grace and, and, and character of God. That's when it shows up. That's when it shows up. That's when it comes out. That's when it, 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 it bursts out of us. That's when we get squeezed. I remember one time I went to McDonald's and I ordered a, it was, a, it was supposed to be their special cream pie that they have, I think they have one right now out that, that's like a cream pie that has like this really gooey, yummy, amazing 
uh, health food in it. <clears throat> and uh, I remember ordering it. This was quite a while, quite a while back. And I, I bit into it and out of it came this red goo. And I'm like, Bleh! why is this red? It was a cherry pie instead of a cream pie. And they didn't tell me that. And I'm like, oh, this is, oh, yuck. You know, it was, there was an expectation of what was supposed to be in there, and it wasn't, and it was red, and it was gooey, and it was like, oh. And I, I remember that when I was in college, they used to create these burgers, and these burgers had this, that it was like this stuff that was inside the meat that when you squeezed on the burger, it would come out. And I won't tell you what we actually called it, but it was disgusting. It was this disgusting goo that came out of there, and it was not supposed to be in a burger in between the meat. And like, you know, oh, it was gross. And uh, <clears throat> I don't like that when, this, when we get squeezed and something comes out of us that we're like, oh, I didn't expect that to come out. It, it, it's ugly. It doesn't look good. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't represent Jesus well. You know, and so we have to understand that that suffering that pain, whatever we're going through, is developing in us the nature and character of Christ. That's why suffering comes our way. Scripture says in James 121, 2 through 4, it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing, the squeezing of your faith, produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. The whole goal of that pressing, that whole goal of the testing is to show and reveal maturity and develop that in our lives. And if, if you think you're mature, then you probably aren't. Okay? Because what I've learned is the more I know and understand, the less I know and understand. And the ability to admit that means that we need God. And that's a beautiful place to be. And that's a, a great place to understand where we are in our faith. If you think you're, you're all that in a bag of chips, uh, you're not there yet. But as soon as you understand that you're only a bag of chips with God's help, you're getting there. And when you go through pain, when you go through all that stuff, and it lets you develop the character inside of you, then you're getting there. We have to understand that the product of suffering is character. It's not something we squeeze out of ourselves. It's something that is developed through those squeezing moments. It's something that, that continues to grow in us. And what happens is, is that you begin to have a deeper and stronger pressure on the inside than you have on the outside. It becomes more and more difficult to squeeze you uh, other than uh, it tests you, but the, the squeezing only develops a strength on the inside. I like what this passage says in 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 9. It says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay. The author of, of this passage, Paul, the, the apostle, makes it clear that we are in these, these fragile vessels in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God, not from us. We're delicate vessels, but with God inside, they're hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. 
That comes from a constant building of pressure on the inside, that squeezing, that testing, and pretty soon all that will come out is the character and nature of Jesus Christ because the only thing that can withstand that pressure is the power of God and the likeness of Jesus Christ and the character and nature of who Jesus is. You see, perseverance is that thing that says no quit. No quit. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to continue to embrace the pain because I know that if I embrace the pain, I will get to the goal of winning. I, I, I'm not an, an athlete on any level that would be considered um, successful. But I have been in, in, in settings where I've played sports and I've been pushed to that limit. And I told the coach, I don't want to do this, coach. I don't want to do this. And he said, come on, just one more. One more sprint. One more uh, <clears throat> a bear crawl. One more something. And all of a sudden I'm finding myself doing things that I didn't know I could do. Perseverance, no quit. And all of a sudden it develops a confidence and a courage and a faith and a hope that Almost anything is possible. People that break world records and people that do crazy things in our world today that are achieving things that we could never imagine have gone through enormous amounts of pain to build that confidence that they can get through the pain to get to the goal. That's called character. That's called character. And character is that inner strength and out of that character comes hope. One author named Dieter <clears throat> Uchtdorf, I think just his name created him to have a reason for writing this statement. He said, Our destiny is not determined by the number of times we stumble, but by the number of times we rise up, dust ourselves off, and move forward. Listen to that one more time. Our destiny is not determined by the number of times we stumble, but by the number of times we rise up, dust ourselves off, and move forward. You guys, we can do this. We can reach this community for Christ. We can touch the lives of hundreds, if not thousands of people by being so determined that we are not going to stop until we do that, that we develop the character, the skill, the ability, the talent, and, and all the the strength that it takes to get there, to make a difference, to be bold enough to share our faith with our neighbors, our friends, our co-workers, our, the, the, the grocery clerk, the server at the, at the restaurant, wherever we are, we will have the strength and courage and faith to share our faith with others. Why? Because we've exercised, we, because we've, try, we've trained, we just have, we're, we're not just trying, we're training. We're moving forward. We're embracing pain that it causes maybe the embarrassment of making a mistake and saying something silly or, or goofy. But no matter what, we're getting to where we have the strength inside to believe that what God can do through me is far greater than what I can do myself. If we will just act in faith. The last verse in this passage of Scripture is powerful. Because everything leads to hope, right? We, we, we persevere, and perseverance produces character. Character produces hope. Why? Because once we get the character to believe, once we get the strength in ourselves to know that we can, then we have hope. And hope does not put us to shame. 
Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. <laughs> God's love. Because of God's love, we can do anything. He's pouring himself into us. Why? Because he loves us. He's encouraging us to get up. You made a mistake. So what? Get up. Learn from it and move on. Come on, I love you. I'm putting you through this challenge. I'm putting you through this difficult moment because I believe that you can do something that you don't believe in yourself. And if you'll just do it, you will find out that you have depth of character, you have strength of character, you have heart, you have passion, you have bulldog tenacity, you have perseverance that's developing a character in you that will bring hope to the world, not just to yourself. That's what God wants. That's what God's bringing. God is, God's love is being poured into our hearts so that we can go do great things for him and build depth of character. He will not disappoint us. He is an encourager. He's a lifter of our heads. He's a strength in our weakness. He's our hope and our despair. He's everything we need, and he's pouring his love into your life right now. You feel like a failure? You're not. You're in the learning process. You're in the, in the character development process. Now, let's not just sit there and, and, and go, I'm going to wait until character shows up. It doesn't show up until we get into a spot where we feel the pressure. When you start sharing your faith with your friends, you're like, oh, I'm going to lose a friend. But all of a sudden, God's love pours in and you start pouring out, not your love, but his you see something happen. You see a change happen. You see something that, that, that shifts as you be, become faithful to who Jesus is and what he wants you to do. Next level, people never quit. They persevere. They don't sit still. They get up and they do what God's calling them to do. They get up and they try. And, and not try, they train. And they work hard to move forward and say, I am not going to sit still. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to continue on. And when that success begins to happen, that character is developed. And when the squeezing happens, the pressure doesn't break them. It brings blessing. And that's powerful. What is God doing in you? Maybe it's time to stop praying, God, get me out of this problem and say, God, help me learn in this problem. Because remember, it's sufferings. But we also get loud glory in our sufferings. Not out of them. Not avoiding them. Not sitting on the, on the sidelines just going, I don't want to get in the game. It's in our sufferings. It's in the pain. It's embracing it and saying, God, Use me. I will not quit. I want to develop character in my life. Next level people embrace, persevere, and no, don't quit and allow the character to be built in their lives to make a difference in this world. Consider it pure joy, my friends, when you face trials of many kinds. 
because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Let's all become powerful believers in Jesus Christ. Amen. Father God, we believe that you're doing something special. We believe that you're doing something unique in this moment. And I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would raise up people that have depth of character. Raise us all up so that we stand firm, so that we don't waver with the winds and the waves of this world, that we don't fall to the deception of the enemy, but Lord, that we would always have the depth of character to show what you are and who you are to this world. When we're squeezed, the only thing that comes out is you. And the power of your spirit moves in us and through us. And the life, the lives of those around us are changed. Why? Because we bring hope with the character that we live. We bring confidence and strength to every situation. We bring a, 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 a joy that is not determined by the circumstance, but by the hope that we have in you. Lord, we believe that you are changing hearts and lives right now. And it is your word that's impacting lives. It is your word that's changing our hearts. And may we never quit training to become more like you. I thank you and I praise you for that. I give you glory, God. Today, the, the altar moment, if you will, is to go and embrace the pain. Embrace what you're going through. Find that point in your life where there's a thorn, where there's something that you feel weak in. And what the Bible says is that God will become your strength in that weak moment, in that weak situation, in that strength. He will be, begin to build character in you to have hope. And so the altar isn't here. It's, it's in your heart. It's in your home. It's in your prayer closet, wherever it might be. God is going to speak to you and let you know, I want to build character in this area of your life or in this area of your life, wherever that may be. And of course, there's always that moment that maybe somebody here online or on site hasn't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you're here today and for the first time you're realizing, I need the strength of Jesus in my life, not me in my life. I need Jesus to forgive me of my sins and I need him to, to help me move forward. I need to believe that he was raised from the dead and was resurrected and now I can have eternal life. If that's you today, will you just pray this simple prayer with me? Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Jesus, I accept that you died on a cross so that my sins could be forgiven. I believe that you were raised from the dead and according to your word, I am now saved, a part of the family of God. And I thank you for that. And I commit to follow you for the rest of my life. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah. I want to encourage you. We're going to take another, another three or four minutes to explain 40 days of prayer and fasting. You, have, you were given today uh, this journal. And so starting on Wednesday, not today, but starting on Wednesday, uh, we are going to start 40 days of prayer and fasting. I believe that we need to do this. And the reason I believe God is leading us to, to this time 
is one, because of the circumstances of our world. We have to pray. I like what Rebecca said the other day on a post that she made online. She just said, we have to pray. There's nothing that's going to do uh, any more good than to call on the name of God to influence our world. To pray for those that are in charge, whether we agree with them or not, we have to pray with them. We have to believe that God is going to do something. We are not powerless people. We are if we're working in our own strength, but we are not when we call upon the Lord. So I want to encourage us to all pray. And I believe that God is calling Journey Church Ventura into a missional focus of reaching people for Christ. And, I, and that's going to be part of this. And so we're going to do it in a unique way. We're going to do four things. We're going to praise, we're going to pause, we're going to petition, and we're going to proclaim. And inside your, your journal, you, there's an insert that explains each one of these things. Ten days, we're going to praise the Lord. Just praise. It's going to be a discipline you may not be used to. You're going to be tempted to go to your prayer closet, and you're going to be tempted to ask God for everything that you've been asking Him for. But I guarantee you, if you will take the next 10 days from starting on Wednesday and the next 10 days from there to just praise the Lord. We'll give you tools. There will be, I'll be on, um, <clears throat> on uh, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter uh, each, each day at 740 in the morning, there'll be a little prayer time, two to three minutes of prayer time that I will have with you guys. If you want to join me, um, it'll just be a post that I make and we'll pray together for those two to three minutes. But then it will, I'll give you an idea on what to pray for that day and how to praise God for 10 days straight. Nothing but praise. Then we're going to pause and that is going to be the most difficult time because we like to talk to God, but we need to listen to God. And so pause means we're just going to stay silent. If anything we're going to do, we're going to read the Bible. If you want to hear God's voice out loud, just read the Bible out loud. That's the best way to do it. It's his word. And we're going to pause. And for 10 days, we're going to just listen. And this journal is going to become really important during that time because that listening will be a, a time where you hear God. We need to understand that this voice of the Lord is as real as the voice you're hearing from me right now. And he wants to speak to each of us and give us direction and guidance. We're going to petition him for 10 days. We're going to ask God for everything. And you can see in the description of what petition means is that the Bible encourages us to pray about everything. So for those 10 days, we're going to just ask him for everything we can think of asking him for. And we're going to ask especially for the needs of people. And then lastly, proclaim. We're going to pray that God would save as many people as he possibly can influence and that we're going to ask him to allow us to be a part of that proclamation. That he will give us opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ to this world. And so for 40 days, we're going to pray real quick. I know it sounds like, oh, I'm going to be hungry at the end of 40 days. If that's what you choose to fast, that's great. I'm a firm believer in fasting, but I'm a firm believer in fasting something that will help you stay focused on Jesus. And it doesn't have to be food. You might be a, 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 a couch potato, spending a lot of time 
on the screen, if that's it, that might be the better thing to pass than anything else. It might be food. It might be a, 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 a whatever spare time you use, whatever thing you do in your spare time. Whatever it is, please just write it down in your journal. Say, I'm going to fast this for the next 40 days and then give it up. And give your heart to God during that time that you would normally spend. You might get more time out of giving up something that's not food than something that is. And I'm just convinced that fasting is all about making sure that you're staying focused on God and you're giving up something that helps you stay focused on Him. Does that make sense? Okay, so the next 40 days, starting on Wednesday at 7.40 a.m., I will, I will be online and, and we will begin a prayer time and that for the next 40 days until I think it's November 14th or 17th. Um, we will be praying. And on that Sunday, November 14th, we will have a big break fast day. That's going to be a great time. Next Sunday is next Sunday night at 6 o'clock. We're going to have a prayer and worship night. And it's just going to be prayer and worship. And we're going to have a great night at 6 o'clock for an hour just focusing on God and worshiping Him during our prayer and fasting time. And then we're going to have a great time of break fast where we're going to have a great meal and good worship and good time together on Sunday. November 14th. All right? So please participate. Take your journals. Use them. If you're not a journaler, just get used to the next 40 days of enjoying, writing some thoughts down, writing some ideas. You don't have to be great. You don't have to worry about it. Nobody's going to read this except you unless you give it to somebody. But it's yours to use. And we have more if you need them. All right? Let's pray. God, thank you so much for a great day. Thank you for everything you're doing in our lives. I pray for the power of your Holy Spirit to continue to move on us to develop the character it takes to persevere in this world, to continue to, to, to press on, to no, not quit, to do, in, embrace the pain of, of suffering. Lord, whatever you're bringing our way, help us to become more like you so that we can impact this world with the love and grace of Jesus Christ. I thank you so much for what you're doing in us, and I pray that the power of your Holy Spirit will continue to move in us. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to join your journey. And I hope the message made a big difference in your life. And if it did, we just encourage you to go to journeychurchventura.com and let us know. Also, be free to share this message with your friends and family. We just love to impact as many people as we can. Once again, thank you for joining us at Journey Church Ventura.